This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, Bushwick Breakaway. Oh, shit. It's BSBOT. I did it. That's a good intro, Greg. Welcome. Some episode. I mean, technically, that is us, right? Uh, yes, I, it, it's it true. And and now, by the way, BSB, lie to people. BSB now OT now on the main feed for the time being somehow. Yeah. Hey, free for what, the peeps. What? Peeps. You get two episodes of us a week. Uh, you know, earlier in the week, you got uh, Tony and Ryan, which was, uh, you know, a big episode for us. And now you get Greg and I again. So sorry to disappoint you. So. Brazil is going to be just off bro, off their rocker with I, I, how much BSB they Spit and Chicklets is probably looking up at us thinking, how do we get control of the Brazil market? Because these guys at BSB, they get it on lock. Like, yeah, we got America, yep. but they, like, we can't beat them in Brazil. It's truly, I feel so bad for those guys. I hope they they make it one day like we do. Um, Look, the things I did in Floripa in 2015, if they want to copy that, maybe they'll get their fair share. But until then... That's man, my land. Man That's of the people, territory. Greg. Man of the people. That's right. Got to give back. That's true. Um, it's for the community and the economy. All right. Let's talk about, uh, before we get into like our uh, our little bit for the day, or rather our, our uh, topic, which would be, what are New York Rangers player, players doing during quarantine? Uh, my question to you is, you uh, sent an email, and, or like, I don't know, you're, you've been angry about this New York numbers list, and The Athletic, oh, a website that we, yeah. uh, we work for. Um, sure do. And uh, cover sports, even though they don't exist. And right. pretty much they did an article called The Best Player to Wear Every Jersey Number in New York Sports History. And it, yep. it came out in April Fool's, so of course there's some jokes in it. Um, and I guess you're, that's what you're going to uh, cite right now. Well, here's the, here's the thing. If they really wanted jokes, I could have done best players to wear certain numbers and done like Ruben Gotai as the best New York athlete to wear number six. You could have had fun with this. Really could have. Uh, just that kind of stuff. What number was Ricky Leday for the Yankees? Just make him the best ever to wear whatever number he was when he was on the Yankees. Uh, Benoit Pouliot, I mean, he got scratched off this list. It's a shame. Tough. But let's get into what – let's really get into the complaint here, Ryan. I got. I have a gripe. Yeah, I'll start. All right, so I Ryan Leach should be over Derek Cheater. Derek Cheater is an overrated shortstop with mediocre oh. defensive numbers. And for, Baby, I'm not going to stop you. And for many, many years, was overrated and decided as a leader to hit in the two hole, despite his declining batting average, and wouldn't let A Rod, a superior shortstop, take his position. Is hey, he a Derek good Jeter? Just Craig B. Derek Jeter just Craig Biggio with rings. We've said this many times before. <laughs> okay, say what you actually want to get out. <laughs> um, I might take some shit for that one. <laughs> What, Craig Biggio? No, for shitting on Derek Jeter. You think I'm being too mean to Craig Biggio? You're probably right. Craig Biggio <laughs> was able to play multiple division, the, uh, defensive positions. That's true. Pretty impressive by Biggio. Uh, no, but this is a New York sports list, right, Ryan? That's correct. So why the fuck are there New Jersey Devils on this list? Uh, it's not the tri-state area list. The last time I checked, I actually just scrolled up and I read the title again, just to be clear. The best players yeah. to wear every jersey in New York sports history. Yeah. They're not, they're not, interesting. there's no New Jersey Nets on here, are there? 
There are. Uh, the, the, I, we were joking beforehand. The the guy they put over CC Sabathia is a New Jersey net great. Great. I've never heard of Buck Williams before. All right. Well, is that just because they're trying to get more people to read this article and share it? Is it? Is, I don't. I don't understand. Other. Well, the athletics usually paid for. Well, so I don't know. You know, there's so many people that live in New York or consider themselves New York sports fans. You don't need to be worried about getting whatever's left in the New Jersey market in that. <laughs> How do we get that New frame, Jersey do market? You? No, I don't think you no. do. But here's so here's the thing. the The real beef here is they put Brodeur over Henrik Lundqvist. And to be fair, the Athletic also did this in their greatest players in the NHL, the entire league, to wear a certain number. It's here's my question: How much credit do we have to give Martin Brodeur for being on? those devils teams, right? The only, the truly only difference in my mind or the, actually the only advantage you can give Martin Brodeur over Henrik Lundqvist is the cup, right? Martin won, I think three, obviously Hank is right. one zero. The, the, the cups thing is it's, it's ring culture, isn't it? Like that's the way uh, that's it. That's you, it. You judge certain players. If you, if you honestly had one game to win and your life was on the line, I don't know anyone that's taking prime Brodeur over prime Lundqvist. Lundqvist was a better, is a better goalie. It's, it, it drives me insane. In my mind, and you can, you can disagree with me here. Hank, to me, is a top three goalie of all time. The only two goalies I would put on Hank's, at least in my life. Wow. The only two goalies I would put on Hank's plane in that one, two, three range, in some order, it's, it's Juan Hasek. If, if Lundqvist is... Behind them, I won't argue. Everybody else, I'll argue it. I don't think the Ken Drydens of the world, you can't count. The game was so utterly different back then that those accomplishments literally, it's not that they mean nothing to me. It's its just like Joe DiMaggio isn't Joe DiMaggio if he's going up against Jacob DeGrom once every five days. So it's, I, but Brodeur and Lundquist overlap enough, and we've seen enough of both to know it's not that Brodeur wasn't great. He's just not Henrik Lundqvist. I don't think it's very close. The only, again, the only difference were the Devils were better than the Rangers. There's no arguing that. The Devils have the hardware to show it. I'm not going to sit here and say otherwise. Those were some great teams with great players on them. But and Martin Brodeur definitely helped. It's not like he was a passenger. But the New York Rangers would have been trash without Henrik Lundqvist. He made them a cup contender. Martin Brodeur did not make the New Jersey Devils a cup contender. So if you want to even include New Jersey in this farcical list that doesn't have the likes of Daesungku on it, then you still can't put them above Hank. Put the Devils above the Rangers, that's fine. We can't argue it. Can't put Martin Brodeur above Hank, unless the question is how many people have married in the same family more times. <laughs> then yes, that's Brodeur. He's he's got his beat there. Yeah, well, that's he's a champion of that. I agree with you. Like I said, this is a New York list, and to see it's people, New York, where are the Buffalo Bills, where are the Buffalo Sabers, they play in New York. Yeah, they Buffalo's actually Buffalo's part of New York. Th this should say the title. Of this should be the Tri-State Champions because if that's the case, there I don't see any Bills on this. I just went through this entire list as you were. Or uh, if they if they want to go metropolitan area, you could probably get away with it. But it's a New York list. You can't just then then be like, "Well, we're going to include the Nets and the Devils," because those are the rules we've just made up. Well, why don't you include the Whalers? There's a train that can get you from Connecticut to New York. There is there as much New York as New Jersey is. 
It's totally- I don't know. It just it it rubbed me it rubbed me wrong. I get it, right? David Wright isn't better than Joe DiMaggio, so he's not going to get number five. I think it's a little nuts that Mike Piazza wasn't number thirty-one because, quite honestly, who gives a shit about Billy Smith and the nineteen eighty Islanders? Nobody. But I'm also not going to argue it because, again, they won four fucking cups in a row. Yeah, hard to I argue just, that. No, but you know what is? It, it is funny when you think you and I are pretty knowledgeable sports fans, right, Ryan? I would say that's pretty fair. How many How many times? And we we hear a lot about the Bernard King Knicks. I, I, we heard a lot about the young Ewing years. Mm-hmm. We've heard a lot about the Mets and the Yankees in those times for obvious reasons. We know about the New York sack exchange with the Jets. We know the beginning of a small giant. I see where you're going. With this. I actually have a lot of feelings dynasty. on it too. It's yeah. Nobody in New York gave a shit about hockey. Like nobody mentions the eighties being such a great time for New York sports because the Islanders won four cups. Nobody mentions it. You it's... know why no one mentions it? Because no one gives a shit. So then don't put Billy Smith above Mike Piazza. When I will, when I grew up in, on Long Island, not in on, when I grew up on Long Island, um, you never heard about, the Islanders teams from the eighties. Like that wasn't, a, it wasn't a thing. Like I, I think once in a while at school, they would be like, Oh, we have a guy, a guy that won the cup to come in and give us a talk. Like, and no one, no one cared. And I was like, is it Brian Leach or Mike Richter or Mark Messier? Well, well, if it's not, I don't give a shit. And that's how it was. I mean, it's, it's a good hypothetical question in a world. I don't want to live in. Would we, would I have encountered that eighties Islander team a lot more if the Rangers didn't win the cup in 94, would they have been spoken about? Would I have cared about maybe more of the Islanders if the Rangers didn't win the cup? Maybe. I don't know. But but the fact that you talked about, like, we, you know, I hear about all these all these legendary players and these legendary teams, all the ones you mentioned. Hell, I know the Yankees, like, back to the 1930s, like, on accident. Like, not, not on purpose. That was just, like, in my blood as a child. And the amount of times that people mentioned Bernard King, you would think the Knicks won a title with him. Dude, I, when I would listen to WFAN, and I was a religious listener through high school, like every single day, Joe and Evan, every single day, Mike Francesa, like the whole time, and especially after in college too, it was to hear Bernard King get talked about even by, um, what was his name, Carlin? Uh, was it in the morning? Boomer and Carton? Carton? Yeah, Chris, yeah. Chris Carton. Oh, Chris, uh, Craig Carton? Craig Carton. Yeah, there it is. Craig Carton. Craig Carton would talk about Bernard King all the time like he was a living legend, like a walking god, like a like some sort of deity. And I know all about him, but I don't know, I don't know anything about these. I, I could hardly name two players on the team. I didn't even know Billy Smith played for them. And is that on me? I, Probably. I had, I had to look up to make sure his number was retired. Because my next argument was going to be the Islanders haven't even retired his number. So how can you put him above Mike Piazza? But they do have his number retired, apparently. I just, it is remarkable. I understand that New York doesn't really give a shit about hockey. Hockey fans give a shit about New York hockey. But the city gave a big shit when the Rangers won in 94. Nobody cared that the Islanders won four straight. Nobody. It's it's like it happened and everyone would just went about their lives. We're... If you asked, I think if you asked a sports fan my dad's age and asked him what was the most important thing that happened in 1983 in New York sports, they'd probably say the Keith Hernandez trade, even though the Islanders won the Stanley Cup. Like, just the Mets still sucked in 1983, but everyone understood them getting Keith Keith Hernandez was a big turning point. And they'd probably say that was the most important thing that happened in the world of New York sports that year. Just, I, I, 
the fact that I have to look up who the fuck Billy Smith is as a New York sports fan, that's all you need to know that he's not the best number 31 in New York sports, right? Just like not gonna find Martin Brodeur did not play hockey games in New York City for a home team in New York City. Henrik Lundqvist actively does if hockey ever starts again and actually might not be actively anymore. But that's not the point. <laughs> so not only is Henrik Lundqvist a better goalie than Martin Brodeur, when, some, when you ask a New York sports fan who the most notable number 30 is in New York sports history, oh. many more are going to say Henrik Lundqvist. Lundqvist. Nobody's like, going to say Martin Brodeur because he didn't play in New York. And no, like, one, dude, no one's saying – everyone's saying uh... – uh, the steroid user himself, Mike Piazza. Like, everyone's going to be saying Mike Piazza over Billy Smith. I know what you're trying to do with that. It's <laughs> okay. not going to work. <laughs> okay. It's not going to work. All right. A boomer, Everybody used back boomer then. Boomer Esiason. Oh, no. Boomer Esiason didn't, didn't make this list. Never mind. Not on this list. Didn't play for the Jets. Or did, but. Yeah, but Bruce, Bruce Smith didn't make the list. He's one of the best defensive linemen in NFL history. There's a couple weird he ones. He played in on New York. York. There's like a couple real strange ones. Like, first of all, John Franco is an honorable mention. I think that's pretty much bullshit. Um, not a lot of people have worn 40, 45. R.A. Dickey is the best number 43 in New York sports history. I saw that. Um, Jackie Robinson. Does no one else wear that number? Jackie Robinson, I, I never really think of him as New York sports star. Is that? I know he's in the city. I understand that. Like, they have a gigantic statue for him. But I never think of him as, like, a New York sports superstar. And it kind of, like, it is reframing the way I think of Jackie Robinson just reading this. Like, in my right. head, 42 the is, Brooklyn, is... The Brooklyn Dodgers. Is, exactly, I know, I know. They moved, though. And in my head, I think like California, Sandy Koufax, et cetera. I know that was before, that was after rather. But Mariana Rivera, like in my head, is the number one. Even though Jackie Robinson, it should be, I mean, the reason it's all retired is because of him. So uh, that's just a minor nitpick. Doesn't really matter at all. Uh, I did think it was funny that for 47, they mentioned Tom Clavin as an honorable mention. It just again shows that literally no one has ever worn that number in New York. The fact that we're going to give four years of Tom Clavin an honorable fucking mention. It's okay. It's like, will the readers know who this is? Yes. Let's put them on. Buck Buck Williams, though, over CC Sabathia. Well, no, is... I just and the, the the way they try and back it up. Well, he's the Nets all time leader and blah blah blah. And all that proves to me the Nets are fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah. Right. That just means the Nets are bad. Right, like, what's, that's not. Did like you Buck did Williams you did good. you look up Buck Williams? Did you look him up? I honestly right, don't look I him didn't up. Care enough. What, I just what I just year, know that I'm not, I'm better. not looking yet. Buck Williams. What year? I'm gonna you, say, again, I'll what say year do you 80s. think he stopped? He's, okay, the 80s. I think he stopped playing in 1994. Let's see here. Yes, I think his career blended in the 90s. Maybe even like 90, 97. He was 98. picked in 90, uh, 1981. So you are correct. But I, it, I think he might have stopped playing. Uh, his last year was 1997, 98. Get it? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm so good at this. But Buck, yeah, I know a ton about Buck Williams. Is basically but but by the way, Buck Williams. Played from 21, and then he only played with the New Jersey Nets for like seven seasons. He Uh then went to Portland and ended his career on the Knicks for two years. He played, yeah, when he almost played more seasons for the Portland Trailblazers than he did for the fucking Nets. Just when you think of 52 in New York sports and you don't think of CeCe Sabathia, you're just brain dead. And again, he did that with the New Jersey Nets, they were decades away from moving to Brooklyn. Matsui's here. Or all this Chapman should not be even an honorable mention at all. That's ridiculous. Um, I, again, it's just number scarcity at that point. I guess, but why even mention him? Like, that's just, I don't really, you know, at that point. Rick Nash made the list. Hey, hey, Ricky. I think he's the only 61, right? There's nobody else. <laughs> I can't think of anyone. Yeah. Off the top of my head, I can't think of anyone. 
Yeah, there's another one. They really I don't know. And a Yager the whole point of this. I'm sorry, I'm just going through. But the it. whole, yeah, the whole point of this list is to get people like us talking, right? At the same time, you don't, just don't call it a New York sports list day. We probably still have the Broder Lundquist debate, and I still think it's Lundquist because I I don't think you should you shouldn't give someone unnecessary credit for an, a team award just like you shouldn't hold it against an individual for his team not being able to play up to his level, which the New York Rangers were never able to do with Henrik Lundqvist. I do wonder if the Rangers got one with Lundqvist, if it would be viewed more favorably than the three Brodeur has with the Devils. Yes, absolutely. Not even a question. You know what? You know how the Ranger fans and, and even just MSG and everyone that covers the Rangers handles 94. It's sacred. Like, do the Devils handle any of those years as really, like, truly sacred? I'm sure if we talked to Jeff about it, he'd say, like, this was the year. They won three. Good for them. Um, you know, Brodeur, they played the trap and exploited the league. And <laughs> Brodeur is overrated, in my opinion. And I'm sure I'm not alone in that. But I don't think any of them are sacred, like, years. Like, wow, I can't believe it. And maybe we just make the most of 94 because, well, um, we have nothing else, really. That no, I, I just it, – it does just drive me up an absolute wall that – they included devils on this list. And like they put Nieder Niedermeyer on the list too. Scott Stevens. Where is I think where on the, the list Buffalo too. Sabres and and the Bills. That's well, right. And obviously the Bills and Sabres aren't New York sports. They are. They're very much Where's, New York sports. God damn it, Ryan. Where is OJ Simpson? I, <laughs> that that's a question not about his sports accolades. I just need to know where he is all the time. <laughs> I just feel I just feel unsafe. Hopefully he's uh, <laughs> practicing social distancing from everybody. God, I hope. I, that's the one. The one positive about coronavirus is that OJ's at home and he has no fantasy football to talk about. I found the one positive. Yeah, but we did it. I remember he went on Twitter a couple days ago and Hello, said Twitter he world. won't know what he'll do. Hello, Twitter if world. They take golf. Yeah, they, he won't know what they'll do if they take golf away from him. And I, I, I felt a cold wash over my body when I read when I heard those words. So wait, he's still playing golf. Yeah, Florida didn't go into shutdown until today, bro. Oh, I forgot. They went down today, though. I mean, listen, right right on time, April Fool's. Do you think they'll get rid of it tomorrow? Well, most golf courses are still open, too. It, they're just like strict rules about how you play. Social distance? Okay. Yeah, it's if you play – you so, like, for example, here in New York, courses technically open today. And the rules are um, you don't play with strangers. So if you show up, whoever you show up with, like – Normally, if you show up, it's you and one other person. They'll get find another twosome and send you four off at the same time. Now, if you show up as a twosome, you're going off as a twosome. Uh, you have to stay six feet apart at all times. No golf carts, so you're walking all 18 holes. They've raised the cups, so the balls can't go in anymore, which means people aren't reaching their hand into said cups. Interesting. Uh, you can't um, rake sand traps anymore. They took the rakes away. Basically, they removed the ball washers. If there's anything on the golf course you could touch, they've taken that away from you. Wow. So it's it's quite it's quite interesting. Still trying it's to make it It's basically just like you're allowed you, – you, it's basically them saying, here's an open park where you can hit a ball, and if that's what you want to do for four hours, go for it. You know what? We're already like uh, two-thirds of the way done. Why don't we save uh, the uh, – what are players doing for next week's OT? Um, I was, I have, we can keep going on this list cause I have some more thoughts on it, but I did yeah, let's just do the whole list. I did receive a lot of messages from people saying, um, they have some part of, or some 
some recordings of the 94 finals because that's what we're trying to do right for the ot's we're trying to go over i want i wanted the devil series and the vancouver series that's my goal i don't know about you but i figured we'll do like two games a week or something like that but apparently these these dvds are extremely hard to find like one person i think we could find one person we could find one person I, i looked at amazon i'm gonna keep looking but one person messaged me and was like, hey, uh, I have a game six and seven. I was like, okay, that's amazing, and I really appreciate you reaching out, but like, I, <laughs> that's not enough for us. Um, and I don't have a way to burn or rip DVDs. I don't have like a CD player anymore, so I'd have to send it to both of us. But we're going we're gonna to find it. I just want – if someone has a way I can download it, that would be awesome. I can, I'll pay for the download. You know, I don't mind that. No, no problem. Um, we'll expense the athletic. Hey, athletic. I know you listen to this. <laughs> We're going to expense you. Um, in the list itself, though, there's there's more I have a little bit of uh, nitpicks with. Honor- and I, well, before 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 you jump into nitpicks, I will say okay. uh, the way we should handle them, and I'm sure it's how you're thinking, and we should just put it out there for everyone. Mm-hmm. We should probably handle them the exact same way the Ringer handles their rewatchable podcasts. Categories, I agree. Yeah. Yep. Instead, because, look, as fun as it would be for us to basically stream these on Twitch – and do running commentary of the games with you guys. It's it's cops. It well, not just that. It's just I think it's better if you and I break stuff down. We'll come up with fun categories too, and we'll think of it. I mean, I might just literally steal every category from the rewatchables as long as I'm citing the ringer in my bibliography. It's not copyright infringement or something like that. Right. But yeah, I just I think it's better for us to do categories than it is for us to try to do like. Here's the first period. Now break it down. Here's the second period. Now break it down. Yeah. I like I like the categories way a lot better. Same. It's easier because if, uh, sorry, I just got a weird message. If, Ooh. if people don't, I haven't watched the games recently, which a lot of people won't. It's you have to explain exactly what happened, who we're playing, you know. Because when I listen to the Ringer podcast, they they, they do a really great job uh, laying it out and like yes. letting me know exactly what was going down. All right. Yes. Uh, little nit pricks. Let, nit pricks. Let, let's let let's let's prick these nits, baby. Okay. Um. Uh. Carmelo Anthony. I mean, was he the best thing that happened then to the Knicks in like a couple years? I mean, a very long time, probably. Is he like even close to? I. I they mentioned two other names. Joe Bear being one of them before him. Like, Carmelo Anthony, I don't even think sniffs being close to being the best number seven in New York sports. Well, I, it's one of those things where the conversation really does – like, this part of the conversation doesn't matter because it's so painfully obvious Mickey Mantle. Right. So, like, it doesn't matter that we need to get to this point of the conversation because there isn't a conversation. The only reason we're having the conversation is because there's nothing left that we can say about Mantle. But I do – I think the mellow years – I th- I, we've talked about this with our Knicks Walls boys too, because I know Maggio is a big mellow truther. Um, I think those years get unfairly misremembered because we remember how it started with an ill-fated trade that the Knicks didn't have to make. They could have waited, signed them, and kept those assets or used those assets to get a different player to complement Mello with. And then we remember how it ended where the team's so miserable and Mello's so miserable and everything's just flat out miserable that I do think we miss often thinking about just how fun that middle was and also how great that one Mello playoff team was. Like, I, I, I think we have a similar thought with Mike Woodson, who was the head coach of those teams. 
I think if you ask a casual Nick fan their thoughts on Mike Woodson, they'd probably say he stinks like every other Knicks coach that's ever existed in our timeline. I can't remember a good but, Knicks coach. It's like really impossible for me to do that. Well, Woodson was solid. Woodson understood the roster he had. He He's so he, – he suffers from Willie Randolph syndrome where he's a good game manager, but he's just so fucking boring that it's hard to root for him. Like, Can you there, imagine when that Willie Randolph, it's really hard to remember that Mike D'Antoni coached the Knicks. It's tough. It's hard to remember. It's that. really tough. It's really tough because they unceremoniously fired him and he immediately found success the second he left. <laughs> no, he went to the Lakers first. Oh shit, I forgot he went yeah, to I totally was, forgot he went White to the Howard Lakers. White Howard time. Not really the not really success right away, but the Rockets, hey. Well, Dwight Howard and broken down Kobe, right? And broken down Steve Nash. Yeah. Yeah. A flash. So of the maybe man. you just have to give D'Antoni a roster he can work with. Yeah. Like James, but Hunter. yeah, I I don't know. Like, like your point is, I I understand your point. I just think you're underrating those mellow years a little bit, just a little bit. Maybe I, I maybe they did mean more than more than I thought they did. I there was a night I turned on a Knicks game to watch Knicks versus Spurs, and when the Knicks won, I like jumped out of my chair and I was like, "Wow, I can't believe the Knicks are like competing with the Spurs. That's incredible." That play that that playoff team was so fun. I just wish they didn't it really was. didn't didn't Amari punch a fire extinguisher and break his hand. Something like that. But, like, Tyson Chandler was great. Mello was great. Yeah, a little Pablo Prigioni. Bro, New York New York, good basketball? Oh, what Just I imagine. Would, what I would give. <laughs> Again, we're still talking about Bernard King all these years later. Like, this city is so thirsty for just entertaining basketball. I understand. We'll kill for it. Tiki Barber, I, I, I like that he got an honorable mention. Um, I just think, has, has Tiki Barber's TV career kind of, like, skewed your opinion of him? In general, because I, I feel like I like him less now as soon as he went into the TV rather than when he was a player. Because I really liked him as a player. You don't like him? In, I I guess I, I'm not paying too much attention to his When, when he was around, I, I wasn't really like, I, I know he got brought to like Good Morning America like really quickly. It was kind of like strange. Um, and he's okay on TV, but I just changed my opinion on him. And I don't think he's like, I don't ever associate him with New York either because he kind of like flamed Eli on the way out. And I know it's probably easy to flame Eli because it's Eli and look at him. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, come on, but the guy, what the, you know, that, and I think that was the year before they won the ring, maybe the second ring, maybe I, I thought Tiki was on, I, I think Tiki. Tiki got the first ring. I thought, I think so. Maybe he didn't actually, I'm going to double check that. This is good sports, but yeah, this is great sport. Good sports. Uh, other, uh, other names here, honorable mention Darrell Rivas uh, behind Willie Mays. Willie Mays, obviously, uh, going to, yeah, be- you can't touch Willie. You can't touch Willie Mays. You can't. You, can you imagine how nuts? it would have been for New York to have three baseball teams and all three baseball teams just to be fucking studded with stars. Willie Mays, Jackie Robinson, Sandy Koufax later on, like those fifties Yankees teams, just how absolutely batshit insane must have been to be a baseball fan in like the fifties and the forties and fifties with those baseball teams. Not only that, Greg, and I think what what some people don't realize is that baseball was life in those times. That was it. That was it. Like all there was in the world was baseball. The NFL wasn't a thing yet. Basketball wasn't really a thing until the '60s. Yep, and even like, then, hockey, ho- hockey. Quite honestly, who give who gave a shit? Nobody. There were six teams. Yeah. Only the Canadians and, and Maple Leafs gave a and fuck. Literally, the Rangers were a farm system for another team. Cool. <laughs> cool. Like. Dude, those, oh my God, I, I, it, 
it's kind of hard to handle everything that happens between the Yankees and the Mets. You imagine throwing a third team in here, just utter fucking chaos. Imagine like bring. a third of your team, like the beautiful. Bills or the Sabres. <laughs> 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 yeah. Hey, okay. why didn't why didn't the Brooklyn Cyclones get included on this list? Good question. Really makes you think. Just makes you think. It really makes does. you think. Where's like Davis Love when you need it? Um, Mark Messier also made this list. Not really a surprise. I feel like everyone gave up trying to think of other number 11s because they're like, yeah, it's Messier. Like Ramon Castro, all-time great. Why isn't he listed? I don't really know. I really don't. Fun fun story. Ramon Castro used to walk out to the Imperial March. Really? Like the Yankee, yeah. the Yankee one? Like the Star Wars one? You know, that's what it's from. Star Wars. Huh, interesting. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean you guess so? Well, the, do you think John will make that song being the, like this the, for the, the Yankees? I'll also let Star Wars use it. No, I, I, I've been uh, shitting on Star Wars for a while because I try to imagine it's dead to me after what they did to the last three movies. That's just my opinion. <laughs> um, I, I really – it's terrible. I just – do you, do you think do you think Metallica wrote Enter Sandman strictly for Mariano Rivera? Of course, he paid him for the cover song. It's just like Triple H played Motorhead. It's the same. Got thing. it, got it. Even though I fun fact, and it's the most fun fact ever. Just saying, Billy Wagner had the song first. Hmm. Okay, I did not know he, he had the song first. Okay, that's the timeline, baby. Wags, good for Wags. Um, he's not on the list either. Fucking robbed. Oh, last Fucking one. Robbed. Last one for me, Jeremy Shockey, number eighty. Dude, when, when you were growing up, was Jeremy Shockey just like – I mean, we weren't growing up. We were just out of high school. But Jeremy Shockey was like unusually a big name in New York, and I feel like he was never actually really good. Am I wrong in that? No, no. He, Jeremy Shockey was basically Rob Gronkowski without the talent. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like with no talent, like, when, when I When I think of Jeremy Shockey, I think of steroids and psychopath. But I don't st- think of anything he did – on the football field. But for some I don't even reason, know if he, he actually took huge, steroids. Bro. Stocky jerseys were everywhere. And he got Everybody tra- loved him. He got traded to the Saints, and I saw the Saints stocky jerseys in New York. I will I will say that I, I think, like, Jeremy Shockey made being – like, Tony Gonzalez was always the great tight end, right, growing up. He's the greatest of all time. He is literally the GOAT. But I think, like, Shockey had an attitude that made being a tight end cool to some people. Basically, this is what it really is. You don't want to know what Jeremy Shockey did. He made he made seemingly athletic white people hopeful. That's what Jeremy Shockey <laughs> did. It's like it's like you never saw white receivers before Jeremy Shockey, and all of a sudden there was one, and Whoa, you just saw that's a white, white guy kids all ball. throughout the metropolitan area being like, "Oh my god, you're telling me I could be a football player and be white and not be an offensive lineman that's if I can't be a quarterback?" As long as you're an asshole and take steroids. All right, exactly. Um, that's a happy April Fool's, everyone, even though you're going to listen to this after April Fool's. Um, we'll be back next week with a, a new show. We lined up like a million guests during the charity stream, so I'm sure we'll have somebody. We'll see you then. Bye. Right. I, I don't fully remember everyone I told uh, we I'll, should have on the I'll podcast. I'll give you the rundown. I'll you have you a running list? I you, Fantastic. Yes, I do. All right. We'll talk soon. Bye. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.